Hello, everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today. This is episode 58. I'm calling this one Stronger Coffee, because darn it, I need it. I need some strong coffee. We've got some articles to share with you today. Um, first of all, the news is just chaotic as usual. Uh, our premier, our premier executive has come out with a mandate that all employers with a hundred or more employees, uh, must have a hundred percent vaccination compliance or weekly testing, uh, or they'll be fined on a regular basis. Now this is going to be administered by OSHA, which, uh, I, I read an analysis earlier this week where if OSHA were to test for compliance across all the companies in the nation with a hundred, uh, employees or more, it would take 129 years. Now, I don't know how accurate that is. We all know that if this insanity continues and court cases against it aren't successful, that they will obviously increase more people on the OSHA staff. But being bureaucrats like they are, they will do it in a half-assed manner. So it may not take 129 years for OSHA to get total compliance or to at least monitor total compliance. It might only take 65 years, assuming they double their employees and continue their normal method of output. So nevertheless, it's a crazy scheme. Um, I guess on the one hand, I can understand it. If you've totally invested yourself in the uh, effectiveness of the vaccine or vaccines, I should say, plural, you're totally invested into that. Uh, if you believe that that is the panacea for all of our problems with the various COVIDs that we have floating around out there, then yes, your, your sense is that your obligation is to require it. On the other hand, I don't trust the deep state. I don't trust the elites within our government. I don't trust the bureaucracy. I certainly don't trust the politicians. And so I feel that their judgment is maybe faulty in this, that they may be putting a reliance on a factor or factors or elements that may not be totally reliable and may not be doing the job that they were intended to do. We've read various studies and reports, and who knows, a lot of these things are difficult to really pin down and and see if they're valid or not, because by the time you get through a study and start to examine its validity, you find another one coming out contradicting it, which may have just as much apparent validity as the original study did. But we find that many people getting the Delta variant have already been vaccinated for the original COVID-19. So they become carriers at this point, even though they've been vaccinated. And then we have that silly mask mandate going on from there. And again, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say that given the fact that the Delta variant seems to be more 
prominent among youth, children, uh, than the original factor was. Uh, they're, they're trying to minimize and prevent that. Again, giving them the benefit of the doubt. But it seems to me to be almost inhumane and cruel to require children to wear masks in school, to be sitting there breathing their own carbon dioxide um, all day long as they sit within the school system, plus having been the father of two and the grandfather of four, I can, I can say with some certainty that young kids, ages you know five to 12 at least, aren't going to be keeping those masks on for the extended time they're supposed to be. And uh, they'll be getting into all kinds of nefarious trading off and things of that nature. Uh, somebody will have a prettier mask than someone else. And so they may decide to trade masks, which would defeat the whole purpose of the entire thing. The 12 to 15-year-olds are a totally different matter. Uh, they, uh, they tend to go against the stream anyway. They're getting at the age where they're starting to go through puberty and express their own will in a way that makes it probably difficult to enforce a mask mandate on the majority of them in schools. There are, of course, a, a small percentage that will be totally compliant because their parents have beaten the fear of God into them about the, the nature of this virus we have going on right now. All in all, it's a crazy, crazy world that we're living in today where our politicians believe they have all the answers. And, uh, well, I guess that's part of the problem with the electorate, the people that do the voting. They vote for people who they think have all the answers so they can sit back and just go on with their merry lives and not worry about things in general. Got some stories for you. Uh, articles I'd like to share. One is from the Breitbart Business Digest, and it's from Thursday, September 9th. It's called Biden's Norm-Shattering Vaccine Mandate, and they're discussing the very same thing that, that we just discussed, only they are uh, talking about, they're giving us the overview, the 31,000-foot view of what's happening here. Uh, we're talking about 147 million employed people in the United States. So if 100 million of them are under this mandate, that means 68% of U.S. workers. It's a, they call it a truly breathtaking power grab. Under our federalist system of government, State governments have traditionally enjoyed the general authority to enact laws that provide for public health, safety, and morals of state populations. In continuing the quote, the federal government has a very limited role, largely confined to the ability to issue quarantines to stop the interstate spread of an epidemic and the use of its spending power to twist the arms of states into adopting measures favored by Congress and the president. Notice they said Congress. No one until now, quoting again, no one until now has seriously proposed 
that a president has the authority to impose a national vaccine mandate on his own. And we'll see where that goes. Obviously, there are going to be numerous court challenges to this. I would imagine about every federal district uh, in the nation is going to see it. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how those various uh, lawsuits are are enacted or are, are resolved. And then uh, what cases end up with at the Supreme Court for final determination. And I might add that at this point, I'm not all that confident in the Supreme Court. Again, let's remember those are nine people, standard people. They're lawyers, uh, many of them politically inclined, uh, have their political antenna up. So it's going to be an interesting uh, element to see how this plays out going forward. Now, I'd like to take the Stansbury Digest, and this is from way back on August 31st, okay? And uh, it, it discusses the Chinese element and restrictions on their uh, social media uh, platforms, how they are clamping down and being more difficult. They're limiting kids to one-hour video games a day. Now, I got to admit, at some level, I find that appealing. Uh, I do think that our youth today spend too much time on their phones and playing video games. But I guess I could argue that adults, too. I'm 75 years old, and I spend more time on my phone and computer than I really should uh, if I want to be a productive human being. But on the other hand, I... I capture information. It's timely. It's up to the minute. Everything happens, and I don't want to miss out on anything. It, it's, it's odd when I consider back to my youth when actually uh, we didn't get our news till the next day. We, where we lived out in a rural area, I look, grew up on a farm, uh, we got the Tuesday paper Wednesday about 11 o'clock. And uh, so it was probably Wednesday evening before we read the Tuesday news. So uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a new world we're in just within my lifetime. And uh, it's just, I guess, while I think we should limit it, them to an hour a day, I would ask parents to be the ones to do that rather than uh, the federal government. Uh, certainly, we don't want to follow the Chinese model. Another article from Friday, September 10th, uh, Bill Bonner's diary. He calls it the War of the Woke. And uh, he says, I'm going to quote Bill here. He says, thank the long-suffering people of North Korea for their real-world, real-time tests. The elite in North Korea has been telling them what to do for more than half a century with predictable results, grinding poverty and outright starvation. We are grateful otherwise, he said, the theory that freer the society, the richer the people, would be just a theory. He said, but that has been buttressed by the fact that on the Korean Peninsula, 
in the same people, the same resources, the same climate at the same time, beginning in 1953, the South Koreans have had monumental freedom and economic prosperity. So it's just a world of difference is probably the best indicators and models, although rarely quoted and rarely identified, would be the Korean Peninsula between a totally totalitarian society and one with some freedom, economic freedom particularly, uh, to live life and grow life and and uh, enjoy some level of independence within it. So I would encourage you to check that one out. And then from September 7th, another Bill Bonner article. It's called Your Freedom is Not Their Priority. And he said, uh, what government with the vaccination things and all the other issues they're coming down with us on, they're treating the unvaccinated like cowards, shirkers, lepers. They are unclean, irresponsible, immoral. Even the Pope has weighed in on this, Bonner notes. And then others, including the American Civil Liberties Union, which traditionally, I should say initially, began as a as a freedom-defending uh, bastion, but now has turned into nothing but a left-wing progressive um, endorser these days, but uh, they've, they've all jumped on the bandwagon of allowing the government to clamp down on our liberties and our freedoms and our abilities. I guess one of the things we have to examine is as, as citizens, as people who are part of a community, what is our obligation to the others within the community? And um, again, I say that as a type 1 diabetic 75-year-old who's on the higher susceptibility uh, marker of the range, uh, let it go. Let people make their own choices about this thing. Maybe in the end we'll all be freer, more free, and live more free. Well, that's Living Liberty for today, Uh, episode 58. Thank you for listening. Live free, be free, and stay free. I'm Charlie Earle.